You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to talk about the division of labor in our households. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I got two new cats. More cats. (laughs) More cats. So for those listeners who may not be keeping track, I already had three cats. (laughs) (laughs) Cats outnumber humans. That is correct. So I had an old man cat, and then we got two kittens last year, which was wonderful. It was the best thing we did last year. (laughs) And then I just was feeling like I wanted more cats. So I contacted the same rescue. There were three cats I was interested in meeting. I went up there. I met them all. And I was just going to bring one. Mm -hmm. But was I really? Because I took two cat carriers in the car with me that day. (laughs) (laughs) So I brought home two. Their names are Sherlock and Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Sherlock is already grown and Kingsley is a six-month-old kitten. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun and everybody is getting along pretty well, knock on wood, and I'm just really enjoying all the floof in my life. I am happy you're happy. <laughs> What's new with you, Sarah? I recently went to St. Louis to meet up with a friend and stay a night in a fancy hotel And it was really lovely. I felt like I had been getting a little worn down by the drudgery of life, especially in the winter. And it felt Mm -hmm. like such a good reset. The weather was beautiful on the second day. So we went on a run slash walk along Mm. the river right by the arch and ate good food and caught up. It was just a perfect 24 hours away. And I'm glad I made it happen. I love that. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what is your latest book? I have read five of the six books in the Murderbot Diary series by Martha Wells, and I am reading the last one right now. All Systems Read is the first book for people who want to look these up. These are sci-fi books from the point of view of a security unit or SAC unit, a so-called construct made of cloned human tissue and robot parts. Mm -hmm. So it has both organic and inorganic parts, and it calls itself Murderbot. So you meet Murderbot and learn about its past and follow it on adventures. I really can't adequately express how much I love these books. They're short books, so... The one that I'm reading now is a full-length novel, but the other five that I've read already are more novella length. Mm -hmm. They're really fast-moving. They're super compelling sci-fi. There's surprising emotional depth there because Murderbot is really figuring out what it means to be a being in the world Mm. who's not controlled by orders or something from some other entity. Mm Mm-hmm. And Murderbot also really loves to stream media, so to watch shows basically for hours at a time, (laughs) and is learning things about human interactions Mm -hmm. from that. I just really like them. I've gotten Andrew into them too, and I would absolutely recommend them. I will say that if you read them, the sixth book, which is a novella, comes before the fifth book, which is the full-length one. A friend and a friend of the podcast told me that, and so that's the order I read them in. Mm-hmm. But in time, that's how it works. Very interesting. What have you been reading, Sarah? I read And Now I Spill the Family Secrets by Margaret Kimball. 
This is a graphic memoir with beautiful black and white illustrations. She goes back and forth between the present day and then her life growing up and flashbacks even of her parents' life before she was born and piecing that all together into a cohesive narrative of her life. Cool. What I loved most is just the look into someone else's life that you don't normally see. It's these things that you keep behind closed doors. Mm. She explored what mental illness looks like in families, divorce, complicated relationships among siblings. And it made me think a lot about what is our story to share out in the Mm. world and what belongs to other people. And she talked about that in the book, too, as she was getting ready to publish and having her family members read this. And Mm. it felt really complicated and interesting to think about all that. In terms of dislikes, this may sound a bit petty, but I struggled with the font. It was an all-capitals font, and Mm. I find that so much slower to read. Interesting. And it didn't really work for me. I would recommend it. It was a great graphic memoir. This is not my usual genre, but I am very glad that I read it. Cool. Now let's move into our topic for today, division of labor. We talked about how we split up various household chores in previous episodes, but we thought that it was time for an update with all of the changes in our lives this last year. Let's start by going back and forth and giving the basic rundown of who does what in our houses currently. Our first category is food. Our children's respective schools feed them breakfast and lunch, which is awesome. And Plum especially would like to bring her lunch. Her friends do. She would like to eat breakfast at home. Mm -hmm. But in terms of getting out the door in the morning and stuff, it just makes so much more sense. Mm -hmm. And so we've made a hard boundary there that you just eat the food that's available at school. Mm -hmm. And Pepper, we can't even send food to his school because of the rules around allergies and stuff. So all Mm -hmm. the children eat the meals, which is great because then it's not even a discussion. So they usually want chocolate milk or something quick in the morning before they go. And I'm usually the one who gets that because I'm generally the one getting them ready Mm -hmm. while Andrew is getting himself ready. Or if it's something that they can get themselves, like a granola bar or something, they might get that. Andrew and I get our own breakfast, pack our own lunches. I generally put dinner together, but mostly Trader Joe or a local restaurant is making the food these days. (laughs) And I just heat and serve it. I am still the person who's doing the mental work around that. Mm -hmm. And I mostly do the grocery shopping and that mental work, which is the meal planning. I mean, I call it meal planning, but if it's I plan to reheat frozen egg rolls on this night, I'm not sure that that really counts. It's still work. It is. It's still mental work for sure. But Andrew does pick up necessities like milk and cereal as needed. What about food in your house? The kids do some of their own breakfast, and some of that is us helping, depending on the day and just what's going on. For lunches for the kids, Neil and I trade off who is making them. I make the lunches three days a week, and Neil does it two days a week. And then on the weekends, Neil is usually the one who will put together a lunch plate for the kids. For dinner, we have now moved into a system where Neil cooks three nights. Those are the days where I am working later. And then I cook for four. Mostly the person who did not cook is the person who is cleaning the kitchen in the evening. Mm -hmm. But on Sundays, Neil usually cleans as well as cooks since I get home much later and 
I really appreciate it because I would not be cleaning and it would just be piled up until the next morning. In terms of meal planning and groceries, we are slowly moving to a system where we are both active participants. Now that Neil is cooking more dinners, he'll start the grocery list with necessities he knows we need, plus whatever he needs for the meals he wants to cook that week. And then I'll come in and add on to whatever he started. Nice. I am mostly the shopper, but Neil will go occasionally, and I would like to move more towards a system where we go back and forth, and he is the one who picks up random things that we need because both stores we frequent are directly on his bike ride home, so Mm. we just need to grab one or two things. He takes that on. Nice. What about cleaning? Andrew does all the dishes, washing and putting away, though I occasionally help with the dishwasher, either loading or unloading. And he runs the Roomba as needed throughout the house. He usually runs it in our main living space every night Mm -hmm. while he is cleaning up from dinner. And I am taking the kids upstairs. So he gets the Roomba started and gets the dishes done. I clean toilets as needed and scoop cat boxes every day. We each also wipe counters as needed. But other than that, the only cleaning that happens in our house is from our house cleaner. Yeah. We have no system in place for this. (laughs) So (laughs) what gets done gets done. The rest does not. Lately, Neil has been doing more as I have been taking on more of the picking up the kids from school and doing the afternoon parenting tasks that I end up having schoolwork that still needs to get done on Mm. Saturday or Sunday. So Mm -hmm. My free time on those days is devoted to finishing that, where Neil will use that time to clean the bathrooms and get our house back in order from the week. But really, when we both feel overwhelmed, it's just a slow slide into disorder (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I totally identify with that. Yeah. It felt like at the beginning of the year, we had a much better system in place and we were both working really hard to keep the house tidy and as Mm. the semester has gone on some of that energy has dissipated (laughs) and just the amount of other tasks has made that less of a priority yeah what about laundry andrew does his own i do mine and the kids and linens and towels i wash and dry it but It stays usually in the big blue Ikea bags that we use as clean Mm -hmm. laundry baskets because I rarely fold it. Like, I'm not sure the last time that I folded laundry. I literally have not had folded underwear in my own drawer in at least a month. I've just been living (laughs) out of the Ikea bag. There you go. And I move the bags around. When the house cleaner is coming, I put the bags in my closet so they're not in her way. Then I get them back out so it's more convenient for me to grab my clean underwear every morning. My kids are used to digging through the bags to find the clothes that they want to wear. Yeah. That just is what it is. I will say that Andrew recently folded the kids' laundry probably for the first time since we moved to Birmingham because they were home on a Saturday when I was at the hospital doing my clinical training. And I think that probably Plum was like, Dad, can we please fold my laundry so that it can be in my drawer (laughs) upstairs and so I don't have to go downstairs whenever I need it. Yeah. So needs must, right? (laughs) There you go. Got it done. For laundry in our house, Neil does it in the winter and I am in charge in the summer. And that is for the washing of the laundry. I have usually been the folder year round, partly because I don't mind that task. 
partly because I have a specific way I want things folded, partly because that is just the routine we got into. But folding laundry has been one of the things I have not been doing this (laughs) semester. And so we have also had many a laundry basket sitting around in the living room for people to retrieve their clean clothes. And Neil has been folding the laundry more because it doesn't get done. And then on the weekend, he'll fold the laundry and put it away. Love that. I'm not sure how it will go this summer before it made sense when we were hanging clothes outside that I was the primary person who did the laundry because I was home more during the day. Mm, But now that Neil works from home more, I'm not sure if that balance will shift. That's something we'll need to talk about as the days warm up is how Mm. we'll make that work smoothly given our new schedules. Yeah. How about yard work? Andrew mows and edges and turns the compost. And I plant things. Neither of us rake. You just let the leaves sit on the yard. The leaves are just sitting on the grass. Still. There you go. In mid-March when we're recording this. (laughs) I would say that Neil does about 75% of the yard work and I do 25. Not sure if I'm being generous in saying that I do 25%. I might be. (laughs) You deserve that 25%. (laughs) (laughs) He does almost all of the raking, and he also shreds our leaves, which we then use as brown material for our compost. Mm. How does he do it? How does he shred them? We got a shredder. Oh, cool. I think it's a long, slow process that he takes on. But then we have this big pile of leaf shreddings that we can use for our compost, because otherwise it's hard to have enough brown material to make your compost Mm -hmm. work. For mowing, we both mow. But Neil does it more often, partly because I get so irritated by our (laughs) non-motorized mower and feeling like I'm doing the work, but it doesn't actually look like I've mowed. And I feel like if I'm mowing, I want to feel like I've mowed. Neil did sharpen the blades last year, and that made it better, but he is still the primary person who (laughs) does that. Also, our kids really like to use that kind of push mower, so sometimes they'll do a haphazard job for us. (laughs) Thanks, kids. And similar with gutters and just other tasks outside. It's like we both do it, but Neil does it more. Hmm. Finally, the ever-present mental load. How do you feel like that is split between you? So I've touched on this already, but I think it's mostly me. You know, I'm just keeping track of so much kid-related stuff. And there's so much of it for these people who we are shepherding toward independence. They are nowhere Mm -hmm. close to it. So there's so much. And then scheduling, paying our house cleaner, you know, that little piece. Mm -hmm. And also, I didn't mention this, but knowing when she's coming and then being mm-hmm. responsible for picking everything up yes. so that she can clean and it's actually effective and she doesn't have to spend her time moving our piles of stuff around. Vacation and travel planning is mostly me. Gift giving is mostly me. Birthday related planning, adult social time. Inspired by Kelsey of the Girl Next Door podcast, I did delegate all gifts for Andrew's family to him two Christmases ago, nice. which I feel great about. But even that, Why did I have to delegate that? They're his people, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It just kind of makes me feel frustrated. Yeah. I would say it is mostly me, but things are slowly being transferred between the two of us. I think one of our biggest hangups with this is that we need to rely on technology more than we do because what we are relying Mm -hmm. on is my brain and me saying things, but then if those aren't actually written down someplace where Neil can refer back to it, it is not internalized in his 
own calendar. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, a couple weeks ago, we missed a birthday party because we just forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. totally forgot. The kids and Neil were actually really close to where the party was happening at the time oh, that it no. was out of the house. And just we didn't have it together to remember that it was happening. Mm. I am not sure what to do with that because Neil relies really heavily on his work calendar, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. have a personal smartphone. And so he doesn't have a Google calendar that he uses for his personal life. It's all in his Mm. work calendar. So it's when things that are conflicting with work, he makes a point to block out time and keep them scheduled. We've gotten much better about communicating, hey, here are all the kids' appointments that are coming up, and I'll send a big email with all of those listed so he can block them off. And then when Mm -hmm. it comes up that week, he'll be like, oh, okay, who's taking this child to Mm. this appointment and has that in his mind? But when it's just things in our family life, it feels like we don't have a system for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what the solution is, honestly. Yeah, that's tough. Maybe just a physical calendar that we write stuff on. I remember growing up, we had a basic calendar Mm -hmm. and all the things were written on it so everyone could look at it and see. And I'm sure my parents use that to communicate with each other about what was happening on any given day. Mm -hmm. Because Neil's not going to get a smartphone. And honestly, I don't want to be typing in things into a Google calendar and dealing with Mm. it that way. That feels kind of irritating to me. I would rather write it down. And paper calendar sounds like it could work. Yeah. I should get one of those. I have my (laughs) own personal planner where I write Uh my stuff, but it's not one that we can all be referencing. Yeah. You need a family one that's hanging up somewhere. Yes. And everyone could look at it. I mean, then the kids could start to be responsible for their own stuff, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. then they could see, oh, here's this birthday party. Yes. So that is something that we need to work towards. So that is the rundown of what it's looking like right now. How do you feel about the current division of labor in your house? I think in terms of chores that relate to the house, we're actually doing pretty well in terms of the outsourcing that we have. Mm -hmm. I think I am still clearly the primary parent. And with the mental load piece, I would love more equity in both of those realms. And I think there are two parts to that. The first thing is that since I'm already keeping track of all of it, a change would involve me downloading it to Andrew, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which feels like a significant undertaking. And then the second part is that, will I ever feel like I can truly let go of the things? Mm -hmm. You know, even if I pass things along, even if I say I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. With the dishes, I have no problem doing that. (laughs) But With things like appointments and the kids' school, I wonder if I will be able to. And that's a me thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's not a him thing. I think that he could capably step into a lot of this stuff. Yes. So there's a piece that I need to work on there. Mm -hmm. I feel similarly. I like having the control and I like Mm. being in the know and... I'm not sure I want to let go of all of that, but Mm -hmm. I would like us to both be invested. And I think that Neil relies on my competence in that arena and my interest Mm -hmm. to step back in a way that then makes it feel more like a burden and less like something that I'm choosing, Mm. even though I am choosing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm actually really glad we're recording this episode because when we went back and forth, I was like, oh, we have moved into a much more equitable split of the division of labor. And I think that is 100% out of necessity and just the shifting of who has the time Mm -hmm. because I have less time than I did. I am home less than I was. And Neil really has stepped in to take on a lot of what I was doing before. And I do think we aren't getting as much done as when I was home and not working and with the kids all of the time. And it was just easier to get those tasks completed. But Mm -hmm. we're doing okay. And I think we're moving in the right direction and figuring out our new schedules and what feels right. Yeah. And that feels really good. So I am glad to have that perspective because I think it's easy to feel like, oh, I'm the one who does all of these things. And it's like, mm, yeah, that's not actually true. Yeah. Really, my partner is doing a lot of the things now. And I am happy about the direction that we're moving. Nice. What are your thoughts on the gendered expectations of household labor and how that has or has not influenced what happens at your house? I think we have been in traditional gender roles for a long time. And it really made sense because I was home mm-hmm. and I was working fewer hours. But now that I'm homeless, it's not like the roles have shifted as much as would make sense mm-hmm. given my commitments outside the house. I think, like you said, just less stuff is getting done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We definitely eat more quesadillas and more Domino's pizza. And it is what it is. I think with this year of school, being so intense for me, it's unlikely that we'll have another year like this. That's yeah. me doing an accelerated program. I plan to never accelerate anything again. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how it continues to evolve once I have a job that's mm-hmm. outside the house. But even having a job outside the house is really different than being in school outside the house and then having to study for hours. Yes. So I'm, I am intrigued to see where we end up in terms of those traditional gender roles. I think it definitely has influenced my dissatisfaction at various points in feeling Mm. like, well, why is it that I am the person who's taking this on or the person who's thinking about it or the person it defaults to? And I think a lot of that reason is because we made a choice that I was going to stay home with our kids and Mm -hmm. was the person who was at home. And so that was what I took on. And I think it just takes work to make those changes as the situation changes. And sometimes I think it's hard for me to separate out, do I feel dissatisfaction about it because I don't like the idea that we're falling into traditional gender roles? Or am I actually dissatisfied with the way that we are dividing the chores at our house? Like, Hmm. is it a bigger philosophical pushback or is it, no, I actually don't like the way this is happening if we took all of that out of it? It's hard to separate. It is. Yes. And like, for example, I really prefer to do the cooking. Mm -hmm. I like to be done after dinner. I do not want to have to do the dishes later in the evening. I also care more about what we eat. Like, I want to cook what I want to eat that night. So I like having the control over what gets made. Uh huh. So it seems like, well... That's great then that you're doing all the cooking, but there's still this nagging feeling that, well, I shouldn't 
be the only person in our house doing the cooking. That feels like I want to push back on that societal expectation. And Neil is very capable of cooking. Mm -hmm. So why is it that I am doing all of it? It's like, well, but you want to. So I have this internal conversation that feels hard to get to the root of what the problem is. You've touched on this a little bit, but what role has outsourcing played in managing your household? Love our babysitter and our house cleaner. Their contributions are a real gift to our life, and I am so immensely thankful for the privilege of being able to employ them. 10 of 10 would recommend. I love that for you. I think we would really benefit from having a house cleaner to take away those bigger tasks and Mm -hmm. to require us to tidy the house, to have it ready for them, that there Mm -hmm. would just be a deadline. And you and I both work really well with deadlines. (laughs) And I think that would be a positive addition to our life. It's one of those things that feels like work to get in place. And I just need to set aside some time to do that. Because mm-hmm. I do think, especially while I'm in school, it would be a relief for all of us to have that mm-hmm. taken care of. Yeah. Do you have any tips or recommendations of what has really worked to make the division of labor in your house feel successful? I think that where I've been most successful is completely letting go of the dishes. And I think I have been able to do that because I don't care when they get done. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the sink is full of moldy dishes. I just don't care. (laughs) I know that I will get to it eventually. Uh When I lived in Chicago by myself for the summer, Andrew came and he was like, you haven't done any dishes. I was like, I know. (laughs) I just keep getting new ones out of the cabinet. Do you want to do the dishes for me? And he was like, no. But you know, it's just not something that bothers me. I just don't care about it. Mm. The other part of that is that Andrew does care. Mm -hmm. And I think earlier in our marriage, I felt pressured to help Mm -hmm. with the dishes because I knew that he cared about them being done. And now I feel like I'm doing enough other stuff. He can be a little mad that I'm not helping. And he will just do them and it will be great for our family that they are done. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's really advice in there, but maybe find the thing you really don't care about and hand that off. And then if your partner is mad that you're not helping with it, then just tell yourself they're allowed to have their feelings and I can manage the 80 other things that I do. Yeah, I think I have started to feel that way about folding the laundry where... Mm. It's not even a task that I mind doing. I really like listening to a podcast and seeing all the things get put away and feels very satisfying, Mm -hmm. but it is just not high on my priority list. Yes. And it's fine if we're just all pulling things out of the baskets until it eventually gets done. I think my aspiration in this is Mm -hmm. doing more outsourcing to our children. And having Mm -hmm. them step in to help and contribute more within the household. Neil and I went on a walk the other afternoon around the park. I was like, you know what? My parents used to go on a walk around the block almost every evening when the weather was nice. Mm. And then one of the children would clean the kitchen while they were doing Mm -hmm. that. And they'd come home to a clean kitchen. It's like that that is what we need to be working towards. Not going back and forth with each other about who's doing what or how to make it balanced. 
It's like we mm-hmm. need to include the other members of our household in that balance and working in that direction. Love it. And I think that's true of so many things. Like Neil and I were just talking about lunches and meal planning and breakfast. And I was like, I just don't think we've set our kids up in a way to be successful. But we could Mm. if we put in a little bit of work, if we had a cabinet, it was like, here's the stuff for lunches and Mm -hmm. making sure that there was stuff for lunches in there that was easy for them to put together. And instead, we're like, oh, lunches. okay. I guess we'll chop (laughs) this up. I guess we'll pull this out. I guess we're going to open a can of whatever. And I absolutely think our kids could and would make their own lunches, but they do need some support in place Mm -hmm. for that. And I think there's lots of areas where we could make that happen and we just need to put in the initial effort. And that's where I feel like we are. It's like, I'm not so dissatisfied with our division of labor. Mm -hmm. I think we're doing the best we can right now, but I think there are so many ways we could be more efficient and have more effective systems if we could put them in place. Mm. So this episode has inspired me to want to think about how to make that happen rather than just continuing our, we're getting by, it's fine, but it's not Mm -hmm. great. So regarding involving the kids, Mm -hmm. I think it felt really hard to involve them in things like cleaning the toilet because of the chemicals involved and like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But hiring the house cleaner has meant that They can absolutely be involved in the picking up Mm -hmm. in advance. And we talk about it. We talk about her. We say we try to make Amelia's job easier Mm -hmm. so that she can do a really good job for her house. And we're so grateful for her that she comes. And we want to make it worth her time and worth our money that we pay her. Mm -hmm. So the kids have really gotten into, okay, I can get all the stuff up off my floor and off my bed. I can put the things away where they go. And we do it all together. And Mm -hmm. that has felt like really one of the first things that we have really been able to involve them both in, in terms of household labor. So I love that. Yeah. Love that for you. That wraps up our conversation about the division of household labor. Listeners, we would love to hear if you have any success stories or challenges that you want to share on this topic. Let's end by sharing something we've been eating lately. I would like to share... A lazy person's broccoli salad, which is me wanting broccoli salad, like the one that you have described that has the mayonnaise With the dressing bacon and the, and the bacon. cranberries. Yes. Yeah. All of the things. Well, I don't want to do all of that all the time. So what I did this time was just buy the broccoli crowns, blanching it in the boiling water, and then I made the dressing, just mayonnaise, a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of sugar. Yeah. And then I took dried cherries, which is my favorite combination. So I would pick up a couple dried cherries, a piece of the broccoli, and then just dip it in the sauce and eat it. It was so good. Required some work, but not as much work as the whole (laughs) situation with the bacon grease and waiting for it to cook. Yeah, yeah. And was really satisfying. I plan on doing it again. Love it. What have you been eating? I want to share a sour cream pound cake recipe. This is from the blog Call Me PMC, and I was looking for pound cake recipes because we have so many eggs right now because our chickens are laying, Mm -hmm, and also quick breads and cakes like this are a huge hit with my people. Mm -hmm. I made this, and I was 
shocked by how delicious it was. And it took me back to when I was working at summer camp in the summer of 2006. And one of the parents sent this amazing almond pound cake after her kid had stayed in our cabin. Mm -hmm. And I have been trying to recreate it off and on since then. And this was it. Mm -hmm. I used almond extract instead of vanilla in this thing, but that's the only thing that I changed. Uh And it does this amazing like crackly bottom or... I mean, if you cook it in a bump pan, it ends up being the bottom, but it's the top. It's Mm -hmm. like a crackly top that's almost like a little sugary crust. Mm -hmm. And the sour cream helps it stay so moist. It's so good. I will definitely be making it again. I probably ate half the bunt cake myself. I liked it so much. (laughs) It's so good. So would recommend. Yeah. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly.